16 and 16, and they're in the waiting room for whatever is going to happen uh, next. If the season is over, and then it's on to building the roster for next year, uh, it is National Get Over It Day. Hey! <laughs> right? Jack Mitchell, how you doing? National Get Over It Day. I asked earlier, uh, and this is this is going to be fluid because, I mean, this will be the fun part of the offseason around here is every Nebraska high school player that has gone somewhere else is going to be speculated about coming back here. John Tanji, who had 20 yesterday for Colorado State, who played at Omaha Central, who basically was Omaha in Colorado State that knew about him. Uh, you have, of course, Hunter Salas. Um, I, I still think, man, the love of the game was not on the face of Chucky Hepburn. I wonder what's going on there. Uh, and then Isaac Trout, who, you know, Isaac Trout not going to be back at Virginia. And wouldn't be surprised if he's wearing Creighton blue. So Nebraska's going to dip their toe in the portal. And they're going to have to be very aggressive. Just try what your starting five would be for next year. Uh, the Lego Maniac writes into the Equal Bank inbox. I don't think Tomonaga will be back. So Lloyd, Lawrence, Dawson, Gary, Kada. I'll give you two and a half of those. But if Tomonaga is back, Lloyd, Tomonaga, Lawrence, Gary. Yeah, Lawrence, Kada. yep. Gary, yep. Kata? I think you have to worry about Juwan Gary. That is a chronic shoulder injury. Yeah. So Nebraska knew about that when he came here. I mean, they, they didn't, you know, at least they found a doctor that cleared him. Just that's in the back of your mind, even with the surgery that he underwent. Maybe that fixes it, but it's been, a, it's been an injury. I, the two best players on Nebraska's roster next year are not anywhere near Lincoln right now. And that's not. To, I'm, I, and I'm a big fan of Jamarcus Lawrence. Yeah, I like Lawrence the, a lot. The two best players are not anywhere near uh, Lincoln. Yeah, Ramel Lloyd, obviously a popular one. Blaze Kata. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't feel good about that. And that's not to say that Blaze Kata could not be a re- reliable post presence. We don't know, and I don't know if this coaching staff really has a full understanding of what he can be. The one thing about Derek Walker that you appreciated is that you could trust him. You knew what you are going to get out of him. Okay, If he wasn't giving you a, a huge offensive output, you were going to get solid defense. The offense was still going to run through him. So are you getting that from a Blaze Cata if, if you're looking for that to be your answer to fill that void? And just to use Zach's... Example, if that's your starting five, how do you feel about next season then? With what we don't know about Blaze Kata, I I don't know about Denham Dawson right now. The one guy that I feel probably the best about is Jamarcus Lawrence. Denham Dawson, I don't think he'll be one of your – he won't be one of your starting five. He'll be in your top eight. The thing with Kata is you need a rim protector in the Big Ten. Yep. He's not going to be a guy that's going to step out as a stretch five. But can he be a guy that on the offensive end can give you eight to nine consistently? He was he was never a big scorer at Coffeyville. He was a guy that protected the rim mm-hmm. and he rebounded the basketball. And we've seen that's what he's done when he's healthy, is he's a guy on the defensive end, can make plays for you, he's gonna get on the floor, he's gonna rebound. But on the other end of the floor, is he gonna be a guy that I'm gonna roll out there every night and I'm only gonna get about two to four out of, or can I get eight to nine yep. out of him? That'll be the next jump in the offseason. And if that's the case, then he's a guy that's going to be uh, in your starting lineup. Uh, 
ask us anything in just a bit, Brian Edwards as well. We do live uh, in really an insane time to be alive. You guys understand that, right? Sure. I'm not going to go politics or anything on you like this, but this is why it is so insane right now to be alive. The WWE is in negotiations with the state of Michigan and Colorado about taking bets on their matches. I don't know okay. whether to think this is the greatest country <laughs> that is, is anywhere or do I say, what in the is going on that you could go to Colorado? I mean, you get your weed, okay? You feel good. You got the fresh air. Yeah. You got the munchies, Colorado. obviously. Yeah. Great, I mean, great scenes, great views. When Dion says, you know where to find me, mm-hmm. you come. Yep. Because they're coming. And you could bet on WrestleMania. Now, I don't know about you guys, and I don't want to disparage anybody that, damn, it's still real to me. A lot of these are kind of already played out. They're scripted. Would you tell me the fix is in? Do you have way too much money or you just have an issue? That was last month. If you are betting on WWE matches. I tend to think you have an issue. Now, what happens if you get insider information? Whew. Yeah. I'll be living on a yacht. Shut the thing down. I, I feel like you're more on the degenerate side than just too much money that you know it's doing. This is a real thing. I had a, I, I, I thought when it was tweeted out yesterday that it was, you know, just somebody making something up. It was like the onion. And I looked right. at it. It's real. Hmm? The WWE is in negotiations with the state of Michigan and Colorado that they can take bets on their matches. 50 bucks a Schmelz kid picks his nose. <laughs> I mean, there are some upsets along the way. I mean, Hulk and Andre. That, again, are... This is like telling... People that Santa Claus, oh, no, no, kids, be careful. It's scripted. Like, uh, huh? You're ruining, you're ruining next month for WrestleMania fans. They, it doesn't take away from the entertainment value and what it's sports entertainment. Athletes, these freakish athletes can still do, even if the result is predetermined. It doesn't take it away. That's why you go and watch your eyeballs. Can't believe what they're seeing, but as far as a game of chance, nope, that's not what they had in mind when it came to sports gambling or gambling in general. Like, I it's not see, a game of chance. I want to see odds on the board, like Seth Rollins against Logan Paul. Right, like I think seeing odds would be actually kind of fascinating. But... You know, at what point do you have like this tremendous upset and you look at the odds and someone gets a huge payday? Now, I wouldn't be surprised if Charlotte Flair got beat by Ripley. And that would be considered an upset. Is that like a 16 over a one? Or is that more more of like a 13-4? Well, the champ would lose her belt. But I want to see the odds on these. Like, I want to see a board. I want to be able to go into Circa. I'll swim up there. And I look up and, okay. We could text Shape, see what he's seen up on the big yeah. board. Okay, Brock Lesnar, that's a that's not that's some good money there. Like, does it become all of a sudden like, you know, Royal Rumble? They still do that, right? Royal Rumble? Yes. Okay. WrestleMania <laughs> becomes like this pilgrimage out to Vegas. Like, if you've ever heard people talk about one of the best day or days in Vegas, it's next week. 
March Madness. You go to your sports book and you would just kick back and have a blast. Could it get to the level that on WrestleMania, you take the pilgrimage out to make the pilgrimage out to Las Vegas and you just sit in the sports book and just have a ball? WrestleMania? Um, it's like the Super Bowl. So, right now, uh, the Universal Championship for WWE at WrestleMania, they've been building up to this. Uh, Roman Reigns, who's the champ, mm-hmm. and then Cody Rhodes. Uh, Cody Rhodes is uh, minus 161. Roman Reigns is plus 125. Okay. Wow. You're right. What a country. What a time we live in. Bray Wyatt is... There's not like a huge... Favor, like Lesnar is a monster favorite in his singles match, but Bray Wyatt against Bobby Lashley is not that big of a favorite. <laughs> Never going to get this time back after perusing... E-wrestlingnews.com. <laughs> when I used to watch the WWF, and you would see, like, I, I'm trying to remember, was it Monday? Was it Monday Night Raw? Was was that still a thing for WWF? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So remember, there would always be, you know, like Ultimate Warrior, or Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, and they would always go up against like Bob Taylor. Like, is there a world to where, like, the Bob Taylor could pull off the win and somebody just gets a massive payday? Like, is Bob Taylor ever going to be scripted to to win the, the marquee matchup or the matchup that he's not supposed to? Be Team Bob? Yeah. Mm. Uh, Ed says in the Equitable Bank inbox, he goes, Colorado is disputing this because wagers on events with a fix or predicted outcome or purely by chance are strictly prohibited in Colorado. You can't even, in Colorado, bet on the Academy Awards, Bob says. Now, see, that's... The Academy Awards, I mean, I guess it is. It's voted on. Michigan allows betting on award shows. Michigan allows betting on... Mm-hmm. Isn't the Oscars this weekend? Yeah, Sunday. No. Hopefully it's after the selection it, show. It is. Double whammy. Go right into your red carpet show. Yeah, that's. I mean, you can get odds on anything. You can get yes, odds right now yes. on who's going to take over uh, secession when it comes to a close. Like Tom is the favorite right now at plus yeah. two hundred. All right, here is uh, Doug. Good morning, Doug. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, I might have missed this earlier, but uh, I just had a question about the Nebraska's basketball season being over. And that you know they have sixteen wins. I know they're five hundred, so take that off the table. But they're six of the last nine, I think, and they're a hot team. There are a lot of teams who wouldn't want to play them. You know, you think of the NIT being something where they just want to make money and because it's not really about getting maybe the best of the, of the next teams. You know, um, they would make a strong case there, especially when they're packing um, Pinnacle Bank Arena. So my question is this to you guys. What role would Trent Alberts have in pounding the table and helping his buddy Hoiberg out into getting them into the NIT? I mean, does he have, a, does he have options? Can he, can he call these people up and say, hey, get us in there? Um, you know, we can we can pack our arena. We can make you guys money. So. Uh, Doug, thanks for the call. I wish that's how it worked. You have to ask. Like even even Fred, in a way that he kind of subdued, tried to lobby a little bit. You know, talking about the type of team that they are, and I mean the clip I played it sounded but, like it's done. Yeah, it, it, it didn't. It didn't sound like. Any real, and I don't know if Fred would 
really do that unless we're talking about the NCAA tournament. You would go Mac Brown. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's going to do that. But as far as any type of influence that Trev can use to sort of persuade the committee, there are attractive elements about Nebraska if they were to get in the NIT and potentially host. Sure, but you're also looking at teams that are above 500. As we talked about earlier, the mid-major teams that won their regular season. That teams did, like Wisconsin. That didn't you know, win the tournament. Deal. Yeah, that are automatic qualifiers. You know, those mid-major ones. But yeah, like Wisconsin. You, you can't overlook that as well. So I, I, don't, I don't really think there's anything Trev could really do. And I don't think there's anything that the NIT committee would all of a sudden be privy to that they don't already know as far as any type of value that Nebraska would bring. It, it comes down to your record. It comes down to just the entire body of work. And, and for Nebraska, that game yesterday and being able to be a over 500 team was, was important. It just I, I don't think it's going to happen. 16 to 16, your net is in the 90s. If they made it in, I don't think they get a home game. Nope. No. Because they would, the way they seed it is they have, they have four ones, four twos, four threes, four fours, and they host. Yeah. So I don't think Nebraska would host if they got in. But you have to, you have to, to hope from Nebraska's standpoint that there's not NIT bid stealers where these right. non major conferences the regular season champion, which is assured a spot if they don't win the conference tournament, that you do not have bid stealers. Yeah. And you also have, you know, Wisconsin has dropped down to the NIT. Either Rutgers or Michigan's probably going to drop down to the mm-hmm. NIT. Um, some of those bubble teams actually help themselves and get into the tournament. Like Arizona State got a huge win last night. Yep. Um, you know, Vanderbilt plays a big game today. You know, uh, Pittsburgh, I think, got in yesterday. Yep. Um, so you have to, you know, like Providence. You know, Providence today, it's a big Big game is Providence. Providence is squarely on the bubble. They're an 11 seed. They play UConn. They lose. They're probably going to take one of those spots mm-hmm. in the NIT. Oregon plays a big game today. Oregon loses. They're coming to the NIT as a one seed. Yeah. So you know, I, I Texas Tech is projected as an NIT team. I imagine Texas Tech will yeah. forego playing. Yeah. They don't have a head coach. Right. Um, get just get the season over with. They already have a couple guys that have gone into the portal. I never know. I I don't know. I just Fred to me gave the impression that this was this was their run. They went sixteen yeah. and sixteen, and now it's uh, over. Right. Ask us anything. Coming up next.